0: Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. To my bed crimers, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Thank you for joining me. To anyone new here, a warm welcome. Thank you so much for checking out my channel. Let me just ask that after listening to or watching the video, if you learn something or if it caused you to think a little, do me a favor, smash the like button. Now let's dig in. Today, in the Alec Murdoch trial, we heard that two of the jurors had to be excused after testing positive for COVID 19. Apparently, South Carolina is in the midst of a COVID breakout. Note that the prosecutors are expected to wrap up their case midweek, barring any more jurors falling ill. Then it will be time for Alec Murdoch's defense team to bring their witnesses to the stand. Today's testimony was among the most riveting we've heard. Of particular interest was the information that forensic pathologist Ellen Reimer shared. Reimer performed the autopsies on Alec's son, 22-year-old Paul, and his wife, 52 year old Margaret. As Reimer went through her grisly findings, Alec Murdoch rocked his head and body and at times appeared to tear up. With his face crimson red, he grabbed for Kleenex several times. His son Buster, who was in the gallery, kept his head down to avoid catching sight of the gruesome crime scene and autopsy photos. One detail of particular importance is that neither Margaret nor Paul had defensive wounds, meaning neither one of them put up their hands to protect themselves or showed signs of being in a physical tussle with their killer. This to me says they were caught completely off guard. The really awful part is that both Paul and Margaret would have had a second or two to realize what was happening to them. Trigger warning. The injuries that Paul and Margaret sustained were quite gruesome, and I'm about to talk about them. If you find graphic discussions of injuries upsetting, please either fast forward or stop watching. I will not be sharing images of those injuries Because they are sealed, according to Dr. Reimer, Paul was the first of the two to be shot. He sustained a total of two gunshot wounds, both from a shotgun. The first shot was to his chest, and per Dr. Reimer, it's possible he could have remained standing after that shot. This was not a fatal wound. And had he been given medical care right away, Paul could have survived this initial shot. By the way, Dr. Reimer believes that Paul had his face tilted toward his killer at the time he sustained that first shot. So Paul's body was found face down just outside a small lit room that I think is either a shed or perhaps a feed storage room for the dogs that stay in the kennels. Today, the police cam footage from the first responder to the scene was also released. Take a listen to what is said about where gunshot holes were found.
1: So I've got multiple gunshots out of that window too. Do we see a shell? At least three
0: Did you hear the officer say that he has multiple gunshots through that window? At least three. That glass window is toward the rear of the lit shed. That tells me that the killer may have been secretly standing behind the shed, watching Paul through the rear window, and then as Paul stepped just outside the door of it, the killer shot at him and the pathologist, as I stated a little bit ago, said that initial shot did not fatally injure Paul, and Paul likely was still standing at that point. I'm wondering if Paul, with his head tilted behind him, looking behind him, caught sight of his killer through that glass window. Paul then sustained a second and final wound, to his left shoulder, and to his head. This shot caused instant death, and Paul fell to the ground face first, suffering abrasions to his face in the process. This is perhaps the most gruesome of both Paul and Margaret's injuries, because Paul's brain was ejected from his skull from the impact of this bullet. The pathologist said that the brain had to be placed in a separate bucket to be transported to the lab. It's horrific, I know. But if Alec is the killer, I'm glad that he has to listen to descriptions of what he did to his wife and child. There is a special place in hell for whoever did this to them. I had originally thought the killer was hiding inside that small shed, But now it's clear to me that he was outside behind the shed looking in from that rear glass window and shooting in through the rear glass window. As for Margaret, she was killed with an assault rifle. An assault rifle is one that can deliver a high volume of fire, as in really fast multiple shots. I think that if Alec is responsible for this crime, then the reason he used two different weapons is because he knew that he could surprise one victim, but he could not surprise two. The second person shot would realize what was happening and would likely take off running. In a move to ensure that the second victim didn't get away, Murdoch likely felt a semi-automatic weapon would give him a greater chance of hitting his moving target. What do you guys think? Now, Margaret sustained a total of five gunshot wounds. She first suffered a wound to her left breast. That same bullet then traveled upward to the left side of her face. Is it possible that one of those five holes through the window from outside behind that shed made its way into Margaret's body? Could that shot have been the one that hit her breast? I'm not sure. I'm just speculating. Margaret, from all the evidence I've heard thus far, was in motion as her killer came from behind her. The second shot she sustained went through her kidney, which likely caused her to bend over in pain. Pathologists pathologist talked about how incredibly painful injuries to the kidneys are. While in that bent over position, Maggie was shot again in the chest and then in the back of her head. And remember, these shots were at close range because there was gunshot stippling on her skin and also on Paul's. At that point, Margaret had to have fallen to the ground. I think the killer came running out from behind that shed, either after he shot Paul or after he hit Margaret, perhaps one time through the glass window. The killer then ran up to her and delivered the balance of the shots. Those are just my musings. Let's see what the experts say tomorrow in court. I have to say I feel sorry for the jurors. There's no way they can erase the images they were shown today of Paul and Margaret Murdoch's bodies. How can your brain ever delete the imprint of such a memory? In a sense, by having to be witness to all these graphic injuries, the jurors have become collateral victims of the senseless crime. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories, do me a favor, smash that like button, subscribe, and if you want to download my videos, head on over to Carnage Street on Spotify.
1: Central 717 scene is secured. Got a Whiskey Fox, Whiskey Mike, both gunshot wounds to the head.
2: Sir, I want to let you know because of the scene, I do, I did go get a gun and bring okay. it down here. It's in your vehicle? Do you le- have any guns on you at all? Le- no, sir. It's leaning okay. up against the side of my car. Okay.
1: You're, you're fine, man. You're fine. Turn around for me.
2: I don't have any guns. Okay.
1: Yes, sir. I see that. Okay. This is your wife and son? And <laughs>
2: son. Okay. It's bad. It's bad. I the pulses. Yes, sir.
1: <laughs> this is the firearm you brought from inside the house? Yes,
2: sir. Yes, sir. I went get this is a long story. My son was in a boat wreck oh, uh, months back. He's okay. been getting threats. Most of it's been benign stuff we didn't take serious. Okay. Um, you know, he he's been getting like punched. <laughs> um I know that's somebody I know that's what it is. Okay.
1: <sighs> When did you get home? Right, um, right when you called or did you go to the house first? Where is the house?
2: I came to the house first. My mom has late stages Alzheimer's and my dad is in the hospital. Okay. I left. I don't know what time. I can go back on my phone and tell you the exact times. Did you check? Okay.
1: Did I check what? Did you check them? The, the, we got medical guys that are, that, that's, that's, that's what they're going to do, okay?
2: <laughs> what are they doing? Can they hurry?
1: They are. Yes, sir. The, that gentleman that was out here already, he's one of the battalion chiefs, okay? How did you pull up? You from back there? I,
2: came, I went to the house and they weren't home, which was odd. I tried to call. Okay. And then I knew they had been down here before I left to go to my mom's. Okay. And so I, that is loaded. Okay. Um you might want to unload it. But I mean.
1: Is this the only firearm with, with you? you? This is the only one or is there any more in the truck?
2: I believe that's it.
1: You think that's the only one?
2: Okay. I'm ninety-nine percent. Do you normally have any
1: other firearms in your vehicle?
2: I don't, but occasionally okay. there uh, occasionally there's a pistol in there.
1: Okay. Just wait right here for me for a second, okay?
2: Central house. Kill your front life, I think, Z. Three Enjoy three out so sir. Yeah, well, I've already spoken with Captain Deale. He's got a uh, crime scene. He's contacted them, he's also going to give us the assistance of a couple of field agents. I'm going so, checking if they you they are dead on Yes, sir. That's what
1: it that's what it looks
2: like. <laughs> all are Where are you now? Alright. Yeah, the police are go here ahead, now. Go. The police are here go. now. Go. <sighs> <sighs> <Affirmative>. <sighs>
1: That's my brother. Okay. When was the last time you were here with them or talked to them or anything like that?
2: Um, it was earlier tonight. Uh, I don't know the exact time, but okay. I left. I was probably gone an hour and a half from my mom's, and I saw them about 45 minutes before that. Okay. I rode around with Paul for two hours this afternoon in the, ch- in the pickup truck. That's your son, Paul. Okay. Is somebody going to check them?
1: Yes, sir. They they've already checked them.
2: <laughs> they did check them. Yes, sir. This official that they're dead.
1: Yes, sir. That's what it looks like.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no. You're fine. <clears throat> I'm very sorry. <clears throat>
1: To call her parents what, what's what's her name her name is
2: maggie murdoch margaret Branstetter murdoch how you doing
1: what's her birthday
2: um 9 68
1: okay and what's your son's first name you said paul
2: paul terry murdoch
1: And what's his birthday?
2: Jason, do you um, have anybody four. coming through town that could stop and pick up that tent? I see lights off in the distance.
1: What are they, covering them up?
2: I got some getting dressed now, Sheriff. Sure I'll have somebody stop and yeah. grab
1: it. Tell them they don't have to do that. They don't need to. Preserve what we can.
2: Six five three. is it at? I'm in town. I actually, tried to be Delta 8 because he's going to be the only one that's to to got What's Paul's birthday? Johnny. Um. Um. April fourteenth. Um. Nineteen ninety nine.
1: Sir. Put it up as wide as you can. <sighs> That's fine. You said ninety nine. Sir. He was born in ninety
2: nine. He was born April fourteenth, nineteen ninety nine. Okay.
1: What's your, what's your first name, sir?
2: My name is Alex Richard Alexander Murdoch.
1: <laughs> Richard Alexander Murdoch? Cody, just what I'm come around the truck and then go to the building. Come yeah, around so the there, truck there, and then...
2: Set of off the, the there. Yes. So I don't know if it's from cars or not, but there's
1: a set of footprints behind the trailer there, too. Okay.
2: That's how we kind of step out, around this whole so we don't step over anything. It's about three, so eight to the real in and
1: We'll just go over to that corner of the building. I'm
2: almost here. Let me see what we have first, whether or
1: not we can handle that part or not. I see quite a few tire tracks in here. Were any of these you going in and out?
2: Um, no, I came in here and I left one time and I came back.
1: Okay. <clears throat> like
2: the rest
1: of them, maybe. Okay. From
2: earlier, but okay. Only two are mine.
1: Did you go out this way at all? No. No, they Hey, hey, stay, stay here, stay here, stay here. Got a whole bunch of stuff right there. I don't want to stir. Well,
2: yeah, As I
1: the door, so we can kind of get around that way. Your best that's way is probably going to be back it. through those rocks because we can't get any tracks off those yeah, rocks. Anymore. I'll go, we'll go back around the other way, We just came. Okay. Thank you. Okay,
2: same. Yep. Do
1: uh, you have main uh,
0: Yes. Okay. I'll get that in a little bit. then Okay. Fine.
2: unit's 23, almost up. i seven unit on scene. Are you behind the house?
1: There's several of us out here. There's a long dirt driveway right next to the mailbox. that says 4147. and you'll see all our lights down here at this shed thing.
2: You ain't coming through Rick Collins. Negative. I'm on duty here at the Moselle. LA SI FY CONFOR SEATE
1: I think his brother. He said he was calling somebody. He said what? He said he was calling somebody. Okay. He was rolling over here. Yeah, sure he was. There's a couple of show right there.
2: Yeah, those will be easy to find. I was just marking a couple of it we're in the gravel. It might be harder to see at some point. Y'all familiar with this family? Yes. Uh I wasn't until he told me the names. I name. Uh, uh, last
1: name. Murdoch. I don't. Anything else you need? I don't do think it? there's going to be anything Thank for any but Evo. What is that? Mm-hmm. Did that say? You said for Evo to do? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. Okay. yeah. Hey, watch your step. Seven. Huh? That's all we have, to sir. There right
2: are? Yeah. That's all
1: okay.
2: X-ray one coming going to be Road. Who is that there?
1: Um, the gentleman in the white shirt is the husband of her, father of him. That is Paul Murdoch. That's his mother. Paul Murdoch was that guy in the boating accident from a while back, if you remember. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Most likely. He did have a firearm. Whenever I pulled up, it's a shotgun. It's been secured in my vehicle.
2: you
1: will have to give me just a few minutes, but yes, I will. I couldn't have been further away from this call. Yeah.
2: Thanks, who can start a log? Who's the most expendable that can start a log? Let's put it that way. This is...
1: Can you start a crime scene log, please?
2: Uh, a log started. Sleds on the way. Let's push... Can we run the tape 2007 to there? Yes. Let's, from that take, last pole right there I don't. to
1: that last hole. Get a pole. piece of paper, start writing names and times. You. Don't, no you don't have any kind of paper? I have a... Like a that's got Take Here, borrow that. that I can
2: we can push it from that hole to that hole. Yep.
1: Okay. yep, sure. I do see some. Does that look old or fresh?
2: Old, Old, yes.
1: I'll just hold the light for you. go all the way to that post. Morning. Morning. let's just keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, I think we got it. 5-3-all.
2: The responding units to Moselle Road stop at the road. No one else come down the dirt road.